Well, welcome to the Downtown Harbor Church, everyone. I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator around here. Thanks so much for being here today. We are about to kick off in 2017 our new kind of talk, four-week series discussion called Relationship Roulette. And these relationships that I'm going to talk about are those of us who are involved in dating relationships or marriage relationships, or maybe you're single in the room and you're going to eventually be involved in one of these things someday. See, why I love this so much is because this kind of applies to every single person person in this room, regardless of where you're at, whether you're a teenager and you're kind of looking for your first love, or you've been married a number of years, or maybe you've been divorced, or maybe you're just dating and you're considering marriage, this is going to apply to all of us all over the map. And so let me kind of give a couple of disclaimers as we begin. Number one, sometimes here at Downtown Harbor Church, we kind of go through the scripture verse by verse and just unpack it like that. And then sometimes we have more of these topical discussions based on what the scripture says, because we believe that this is important to every single one of our lives, that at some level, this is going to affect us all in some way, regardless of where we're at on the relationship spectrum. So this is why this is so important. I'll give you kind of another disclaimer. I, after the first service, and we had a great first service today, it was awesome, but people came up to me and they're like, boy, we're going to be having some conversations in the car and at home after what you said. And I said, that's great. You should, because this is a very healthy and good thing to do, as I said, regardless of where you are at. But we titled this series Relationship Roulette because we believe something about relationships. Here's one of the things that we believe. We believe relationships are a gamble. We believe they're a gamble. And I got to tell you something, I don't know if you're a gambler, I'm not a big gambler, from time to time if I'm on a cruise ship I might sit down, but it doesn't happen very often, but if you're a gambler, you know that 50% of the time you win, and 50% of the time you what? Lose. There's a reason that the floors are Italian marble in those casinos. You don't walk out of there every time with money in your pocket. And we believe that gambling is something that people kind of look at and they go, okay, I'm going to put my money here and I'm going to either make a lot of money and it's going to be amazing or I'm going to lose. And we believe the relationships are kind of the same way. We believe they're hard. We believe they take work. We believe they're difficult and interesting. And when we win with relationships, they can bring the biggest amount of joy to our entire life. We actually really, really win. But we started to talk about relationships because so many of us are in relationships, whether you're dating or married or you want to be, as I said. One of the things that we talked about is that so many of us are kind of going through this and dealing with issues that it's time at Downtown Harbor Church to kind of bring some of these to the surface and have some conversations about relationships, which is so important. Because here's something else that I believe. I believe that human beings are designed for companionship. I believe that human beings long to be loved and to be with someone else. Human beings long to be in a relationship with someone else who will care for them and appreciate their needs and help respect what they love and want to do in their life. And that's why relationships are so important. And so many of us have been in relationships from time to time, or maybe we've been married for a long time. And you know how important this is. But I also believe something. I believe that God knew this. In the earliest pages of the scripture, when human beings were created, and we can sit around and debate how that happened all day, but the scripture talks about what happens, and in the earliest form, it says this in the book of Genesis chapter 2, it said, so the Lord God caused the man, his name was Adam, right? He was the first man that in the story of creation was created, to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord God took out of one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. And then it goes on to say, Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. 
the exact opposite of how I felt after the holidays while looking in the mirror, right? And so we've all got, it's not how I felt, right? It's not how probably many of you felt, right? But okay, so what can we glean from this? What can we look at from this? We can say this, that God knew human beings from the very earliest form of creation desired companionship. It wasn't good to be alone. Deep down in our psyche and deep down in our hearts, we all want to be loved and to love someone else. And I don't know if you did this, but I think I want to make another point about relationships. Here's the point. From a very early age, most of us seek out relationships. From a very early age, most of us seek out relationships. I remember I had my first girlfriend when I was seven. What were my parents thinking, right? Allowing the, I remember we went to the apple orchard together and it was really cool and that didn't last very long. You know, those second grade relationships generally don't last, but you know, we were giving it a shot. But what I said was, I thought about this and I thought, even in my earliest stages of life, I was interested in seeking out a relationship. Furthermore, when we seek out relationship, what? Don't miss this. We have expectations for those relationships. We want them to go a certain way. We want them to be the way that we want them to be. We want them more specifically to be the way that society and culture has taught us that they should be. And I don't know about you, but if you look at culture and society and what they've kind of painted a picture of a relationship or more specifically a marriage to be, it's painted as this fairy tale, that marriage is actually a fairy tale. And I got to tell you something. If every marriage was a fairy tale, that would be great, right? That would be amazing. If every relationship was a fairy tale, that'd be awesome. I, nobody loves Disney stories more than me and what happens in those movies and everybody lives happily ever after. Nobody loves, right, like Spanish soap operas more than me, right? Where people are just like they can't get enough of each other like all day and the music is on in the background like that, like that right? That, but that's really at the end of the day, not reality. So many of us have expectations, and we expect that marriage, a relationship, is going to be a fairy tale. Well, allow me to tell you this. Fairy tales are very, very rare. You want to know why? Because marriage, relationships, they take work. They take dedication. They take dealing through all the stuff that goes along with it. Those of us who are parents in the room, you understand this because kids come in and it just gets even more messy. Relationships are not fairy tales. They take so much work and so much energy and so much dedication for us to be dedicated to the other person that we're with. But society has led us to believe that if this is not the way that your relationship looks, then you're not right. Something's wrong. Well, allow me to kind of set the record straight. Fairy tales are very, very rare, and they're not something that happen very often. And these four weeks that are coming up, starting today, we're going to unpack some of this. And what I love so much about these messages being for every single person in the room is because it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're single and you're looking for someone, this is going to be really cool today. If you're newly dating or maybe been dating a long time, you're going to take the stuff today and you're going to probably implement some of it, some of it right? And if you are trying to figure out like, right, like what works for you in your marriage and how long you've been engaged with, you know, with each other and married, and this is going to help. So just stay with me throughout this entire ride because it's going to be really, really cool. So if we say that fairy tales are very rare, and we know that, then some of us get into relationships, right? Because we all kind of want one, we said. So today, I want to talk about first steps. And first steps are so important for us to understand. 
Because these first steps in a relationship are different than any other step in a relationship. This is so important for us to understand. If you've been engaged or married or dating for a long time, you're like, this is in the past for me. But maybe you're going to go down memory lane and think about this and think about how you can even talk about some of the things that I'm going to talk about today. Because when you go out and you have your first steps in a relationship, I want to make a point about something. You have feelings of interest, right? For almost some of you the first time. Feelings of interest and someone is interested in you and you're all like excited because wow, someone likes me, right? Someone wants to invest in me. Someone cares about me. Allow me to tell you about those feelings of interest, right? Feelings of interest spark a different emotion. There's a different emotion that gets sparked when you are in the first steps of a relationship. Why? Because someone is interested in me. My heart is full. I'm passionate about this person. I want to really, really make this work. I don't know if you know the story of me and Caitlin, but I'll tell you, if I've said it before, I apologize, but most of you have probably not heard this. She's downstairs working with preschoolers right now. I'm glad she's not up here for these stories, right? She was during the first service. I could tell she was just glaring at me from the back row. You know, it was brutal. No, I'm just kidding. But there was, when I first saw Caitlin, I was on a stage much like this, and she walked into the back of the room. And she walked into the back of the room and something came over me. Something just kind of like engrossed my heart. And I was like, I don't know what this feeling is, but like, I think I'm going to marry that girl. I think I'm going to be with her someday. I don't know why that is, but I felt that from the very first moment I saw her. And after we had started dating and got into a relationship, I six months or maybe a year down the road later, I said, hey, I have to tell you this thing. This is really cool. I said, from the first moment I saw you, I always knew that we were going to be together. Did you feel the same way? And she said, absolutely not. She said, I thought you were a weirdo. And I said, you did? I said, well, well, I didn't feel the same. She goes, that's okay. We'll stay together. I said, great. Okay. But here's the deal. Feelings of interest on that very first step spark a different type of emotions. And when emotions are sparked, emotions being sparked, sometimes they can lead to unwise decisions because we're kind of blinded, right? We're so engrossed in this loving feeling that we have. And I'm not saying those feelings are bad. They're good feelings. But sometimes we're so blinded by those initial feelings that they can actually lead to unwise decisions if we're not careful. And see, around here at Downtown Harbor Church, we talk about wisdom a lot. We talk about these kind of choices that we don't think you should ask the question, what is good or what is bad related to your choices. But we should ask the question, hey, what is the wise thing to do? And we don't want to make unwise decisions in the first steps of our relationship because we are blinded by these feelings of interest. See, I believe this. I believe that the first steps in a relationship might be the most important. Don't miss this. First steps in a relationship might be the most important. And here is why. Because they can lead to longevity or disaster. If you make wise choices on the front end of a relationship and you do your homework properly, which we're going to talk about, they can lead to longevity or they can lead to disaster. And I have sat across from people throughout my time and they've had to deal with disasters. And you know what they all come back to? We didn't do our homework properly when we met. We were so blinded by these feelings of interest and sparks of emotion and love that we didn't do our homework properly. And therefore now we're in this mess. Because sparks of emotion can be blinding. Because sparks of emotion can be blinding. And if we're not careful, 
if we're not careful in making sure that we are taking the proper time and doing the proper thing, we can be blinded by this, and that can lead to unwise decisions. So what now? Because here's what I believe. I believe this as well. I believe that people always aren't authentic when they're blinded by love. Let me tell you what I mean when I say this, right? Because this is so important for us to understand. That's why it's so important for all of us who might be in a relationship soon or are newly in a relationship to think about this and unpack this. When I first started dating Caitlin, I was so blinded by love that I did not want to let her see the real me, the true me, the me that struggled probably with anger from time to time. The me that was not doing things that maybe she would have liked or approved of. Why? Because I was so blinded by this love that I wanted to get her in any way that I could. I wanted her to fall in love with me. So those first steps in a relationship are so important for you to do your homework. So if that's true, which I believe it is, and relationships are something that we're all going to deal with at some point here in our lives, then what does that mean for us? What's the practical behind this? Because the practical is so important. And I just have come up with three things that I think is so, so important. And they're so, so key for us to understand as a group of people together here at Downtown Harbor Church. And here's the first one. People make this mistake a lot. They don't discover the past. You need to take the time in a relationship to discover the past. Here's what I mean. Where did your significant other come from? What was their family like? What was their childhood like? Did they struggle with any kind of tragedy when they were growing up? Was this something that they dealt with that they might bring into the relationship? Because so often when we're in relationships and things get dysfunctional or things start to come out or things start to get a little gray, we have to ask ourselves, why is someone doing this? Why is someone kind of behaving this way? Why is this behavioral characteristic coming out? And so Caitlin and I, for the first call at 18 months of our marriage, we took the time to just dig in and discover the past and go, where did you as a person come from? And once you see that, and once you look at their family, because their family is a huge part of who this person is, undeniably, you can't, and they're not going to be the same, they're not clones, but no, undeniably, this is where someone grew up. And because of that, and childhood and everything that happened, this might be why this person reacts this way to this, or has this characteristic, right? So you have to take the time to discover the past, to find out if you're compatible and if you match, because so often we're blinded by love during those first steps and we don't take the time to do that. And secondly, in your first steps, you want to talk about the future. This is so important. You want to talk about the future. Hey, where do you see yourself someday? What do you want to do with your life someday? Talk about the future and what that looks like because if your futures don't intersect and if your futures don't line up, it can be really difficult. It can be really difficult if what you have planned doesn't line up with what someone else has planned and it can be very controversial and ugly. So you wanna make sure to talk about the future. And then lastly, I love this. Share your hopes and dreams. Share your hopes and dreams. Hey, if you wanna do anything with your life, what would it be? If you could see yourself anywhere, where would you see yourself? If you could see yourself doing anything or helping the world in a specific way, what would that look like? And you have to ask yourself, are you ready to support and love that person through everything that their heart desires? First steps are so crucial. And here's the truth. So many of this, us in this room are past that point in our relationships, but some of us aren't. 
And some of us are dealing with that right now. And it's important for us to visit it and talk about it and see how that looks in each one of our lives. But see, now I want to shift. I want to talk to every single person in this room. Single, dating, married, divorced, doesn't matter. Because there's a verse I want to put up on the screen. And this verse that I'm going to put up, it describes how we should behave and the characteristics that should be a part of our lives if we've said yes to Jesus and we're engaging with the local church. It's from the book of Galatians chapter 5, and it says this, it's so important. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, meaning these are characteristics and traits that we should possess, that we should have. And don't miss this because I'm going to come back to it again. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So then I started to ask myself, hey, if this is true, and this is the way that we're to kind of behave and act and we're to possess these traits, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, why don't we ever talk about possessing those traits within the context of our relationships? Because we should. Because if that is how we should be, and that is how we should act, then we should, with our closest relationship, we should make sure that these traits are alive and well and are on the forefront of every single thing that we do. So, as I like to do from time to time here, come up with a couple of questions for us to ask and think about. So I came up with this, a little relationship evaluator, which I think is key for all of us in this room, no matter where we're at. And if you're single in this room or you're a teenager in this room, and this is something that you're kind of interested in exploring someday, this is time to just kind of zoom in, look, zone in, look up here, because this is so important, right? And here's why I want to do this. Because at Downtown Harbor Church, I want us to have the healthiest, happiest relationships in our entire city when we choose to engage with one. I want people to look at us and go, those people love each other way too much. They love their spouse way too much. I can't even believe it. I don't know what those people have, but I want to be a part of it. And so what we did was, we just came up with some questions based on that verse in Galatians that we should always ask ourselves based on our relationship. And from a dating and marital perspective, we're going to look at this. Because if you're dating and the answer to a lot of these questions is no, it might be time for you to have some conversations and to figure out if this is the way you want to go. And if you're married and the answer to a lot of these questions is no, you need to have some conversations. You need to sit down, go out to a happy hour, just have some fun hanging out and ask yourself these questions because if the answer is no, you want to figure out how to make this better for your relationship. And this is all rooted in scripture in the book of Galatians chapter five. Here's the first question. It's simple, but it's true. Am I in love? Am I in love? Do you love who you are with? Because so often, the answer to this question is no. And that's the first thing that it says in Galatians, that love should be at the core of everything we do. Am I in love? And if you're not, or if it's something you're struggling with, you can get it back. You can be in love. Love is a choice to be able to give that to someone and to reciprocally receive it, right? It is. And so I have to tell you something. And I got to tell you, the guys, they just kind of raked me over the coals for this between services. They said, gosh, they needed a vomit bu bucket in the back after I said this, but I'll tell you why in a second. I said, I ask myself these questions too. And I can tell you, 
I love my wife more than I could ever say. She's downstairs, and I'll just tell you a quick story. If you follow me on Facebook or we're friends, you probably saw this. She was one of the trauma nurses that got five gunshot wounds from Fort Lauderdale Airport last week, and they saved every one of them. And so I have so much love and respect for her and who she is. And every morning I wake up excited to live life with her. That's what I said. We were talking about this, and we were talking about these questions together, which you should. And I said, I love you so much every single day. I said, I also love the dog, right? But not, because if you've seen the dog, the dog is cute, right? Okay, but I said, not on your level, but it's close, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Am I in love? It's not a difficult question, but you have to ask it. Because love is at the core of everything that we do and everything that we are, specifically in our relationships. And then you have to ask yourself this question, which I think is so important. Is my relationship peaceful? Is it peaceful? Love, joy, peace. That's the third one. Is my relationship peaceful? I mean, because if you've been contacted to have your own reality show about your relationship, it might not be going the way that you want it to. Now, some of us have unique situations, but like, are you smashing stuff around the home? The police involved? Like, this is probably not a good thing, right? So you have to ask yourself this question. Is my relationship peaceful? It should be the most peaceful, loving thing that you get to experience in your entire life. Is my relationship peaceful, right? Or, you know, is it an episode of The Real Housewives, which I don't really watch that, but I've heard, I hear it's ugly, right, on there. So you have to ask yourself that question. This is another one. Is gentleness a part of my relationship? Is gentleness a part of my relationship? Gentleness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Is gentleness a part of what I do and how that looks in my life? Because if the answer is no, let me tell you something. It's time to get gentle. It's time to be soft. When you have a disagreement or an argument, and boy, are we going to talk about conflict next week, get your shoes on, hold on, because it might be the fa my favorite message I've ever written next week. It's going to be off the chain, right? But here's the deal. If you in your relationship cannot calmly sit down and take the other person's hand and have a conversation about conflict or a disagreement, you have a problem. If things blow up every single time that something goes south, you have a problem. Gentleness needs to be part of every single person's relationship should they choose to get involved in one. If we claim to be who we are here with the fruits of the Spirit, a part of our life. And then lastly, it's this question. Do I have joy? Joy was in there too. Do I have joy? Does my relationship bring me joy? Now, let's kind of hit the pause button because all of us have stuff going on, and everything's not always fairy tales. We said that earlier. We know this. You're going to have stuff go on in your life. Your relationship's going to hit rocks. It's not always going to be fun. It's going to be brutal at times. Mine has been. Yours will be. If it isn't, get ready, because it will be someday. That's not what I'm saying, right? But do you have joy? Does what your relationship bring you, is that joy? Because it should be. And see, so many of us, enter into these relationships with our first steps, blinded by love, blinded because these feelings are different than any other feelings that we've ever experienced. And so what do we do? We make unwise decisions. We get into things that we shouldn't. And then we have to deal with the mess left behind. I say this to people all the time. If we would just do our homework on the front end, we'd have so much of a, less of a mess to clean up on the back end. And it's so important. So here's something that I believe with all my heart. I believe that first steps in a relationship can be blinding. So you have to do your homework properly. Now, for some of us in the room, we're right there. 
That's what we're facing today. It's what we're dealing with week in and week out. But for some of us, we're long past that. And we've made mistakes, or maybe we didn't. Maybe we were wise, maybe we were unwise. That's why this hits everybody in the room when we talk about that. That's why that relationship evaluator is good for people just entering into a relationship and those, who, those of us who've been a part of one for a long time. But see, it's so important for us, even if, it's, even if this is not us, and we've been in the game for a while. Let me tell you something. You know young people in your life who need to hear this bad. You know people who are entering college or they're graduating high school or they're in their 20s and they're going, I'm experiencing this for the first time, and they need to hear this bad. Because when you have a mess as a relationship, nothing is fun in your life. And we can clean them up. We got to clean them up. And at Downtown Harbor Church, I want us to be the first kind of in our city to go, we're going to do it. We're going to be the happiest, healthiest people that we know. I have to tell you, because you do have issues and you will have issues in your marriage and in your life, when those happen, when we don't deal with them the way that we should, I don't know about you, but I'm a mess. Life is no fun. Because God designed human beings for companionship. And I want that relationship, the most special one that I'll ever experience in my life, to be the most loving, joy-filled, self-controlled relationship that I could ever, ever have. And I want us to all do that together here at DHC. First steps can be blinding. Do your homework properly. So you don't have to clean up the mess on the back end. Let me pray. Father, thanks for who you are. Thanks for what you do. God, I pray for marriages and relationships and dating relationships in this room. I pray for single people. I pray that you would hit every one of us right where we're at because we all need to hear this in some way or another. And Lord, would you go before us and help us and anybody in this room who's struggling, I pray that you would just join them, that you would be a part of what their marriage is doing. And if anyone is broken, I pray that you would allow healing to enter into their relationship and may we be a community of support for each other because those relationships are so special. Help us, God, to do that to the best of our ability, we pray. Pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen.